Uh, hi, this is the Mido podcast, and I'm Ashley. And I'm Megan. And today we have a very special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, absolutely. I'm Tim Boyle. I'm the founder and executive director of a nonprofit organization called I Run for Michael. Now, I Run for Michael, he is going to go into explaining it, but I wanted to also give a little bit of uh, my history in the beginning, and then and then I'll I'll add to it a little bit later. But I found I run for Michael about seven years ago, and I was paired with um, a little girl who lives on the opposite side of the U.S. from me. And um, I will let you go ahead and explain that because I know everyone's probably confused because I just threw that in there. They have no idea what we're talking about, or maybe they do, and that's really exciting. Um, so go ahead. What um, what is I run for Michael. I run for Michael is a, is a group that I created where we match up runners and other athletes with children and adults with special needs. And then the runner or whatever, whatever exercise they do, they dedicate that to their buddies. Um, it, it's not like, it's not like your, um, charity bibs for races where you raise money for a charity and then you get your bib, you run the race and then you're done. There's no more connection. This is, this is a long-term connection. It, it's basically like a pen pal system. Um, just more in the today virtual world. Um, and I, you mentioned that you're matched with somebody across the U S um, it's kind of cool because we don't ever match based on location. So you could be you could be paired with somebody completely across the U.S. and if you're lucky enough, you might get paired with somebody in the same state or even in the same region. Um, Michael, the one that I created the the group for, he's now 58 years old. He's got Down syndrome. He's confined to a wheelchair because of uh, bilateral hip dysplasia, and he is in California and I'm in Fargo, North Dakota. Um, so even even me, the the founder, I don't have somebody right right near me. Um, and the, the premise of I run for is you just dedicate your miles, your workouts, whatever to your buddy. Um, you go onto the group, you, you, you say, Hey, I ran five miles today. That last mile was pretty darn tough. And I thought of you cheering me on and it pushed me right through. And then you tag the mom. And, and if the buddy is um, able to have their own Facebook page, we'll tag the buddy or, or whatever. And then you just gain inspiration from each other. That's it. It's made a huge impact on my life. That's why I, I wanted to have you on our podcast because um, it's such a unique group. Um, and like you said, it is like a, a modern day pen pal. You don't really, I mean, you don't, you can, you, I mean, if your relationship gets to that point where you can write each other letters or send things, you're, you're definitely welcome to do that. But I think it's unique and a really cool group to be a part of. And you get to meet some people that, you normally wouldn't um, cross paths with. Um, and it's really exciting. Can you tell us about how or why I run for started for you? Like what, what came to fruition? It started when um, I had given up a two and a half pack a day smoking habit. Um, horrible. Like I was, I was, <laughs> the, the cigarette ruled my day. Every part of my day, the cigarette ruled it and, and I gave it up. Um, and when I quit, I took up eating, which is, it's, it's almost like a natural progression when, when you quit smoking, because you have to have something to do with your mouth to keep it busy because you've got that psychological addiction to it. Um, and so I started getting fat 
ironically, I'm still a little bit fat. So uh, the running, it didn't help a whole lot, but um, anyways, I digress. So um, I, I, I was eating and I, I was packing on the pounds. And so I decided that um, I was going to start running. So what I did was I took what I would have spent in one month for smoking, which at that time, the cigarettes were about $5 a pack. So it's about 15 bucks a day. So I did that times 30. And I went out and I bought all new running gear. I bought the compression pants. I bought the compression shirt, the shorts, the tanks, the shoes, you name it. I, I looked like your stereotypical first time runner. And so I went out and I, and I ran, if I remember correctly, it was like two and a half, three miles. Um, it was tough. I had to stop and walk a few times. Um, my lungs were, were burning because of the, the cigarettes and, um, I ended up loving it. I, I, I remember very, very vividly passing by this ditch that was being mowed and I could smell the fresh cut grass. And that's one of my favorite smells. And I was able to smell it so intensely because I was running hard. I had quit smoking. My sense of smell was coming back. Um, and I fell in love with running right then and there. Um, but I don't know if you know a whole lot about Fargo, North Dakota, but it gets really cold up here. Um, and so when the weather was starting to change, uh, I was starting to lose motivation. I was suffering from knee injuries cause I didn't have good running form. Um, and the cold and I was starting to lose, lose my motivation to do it. And so, um, a friend of mine voluntold me that I was running a race here in January, which that time of year, it's usually below zero. Yeah. And so, so I was looking for motivation to run and I, I would Googled some inspirational quotes and I found one that really, really resonated with me. And it was, it said, I run because I can. And when I get tired, I remember those who can't run and what they would give for this simple gift that I take for granted. And I thought that was so profound and it, like it, it hit me to the core of who I am. And so I posted that on Facebook and a, a person that I had friended so I could bid on his paintings because he does these amazing paintings. Um, he commented on there saying, you can run for me anytime. And I was like, that's brilliant. And that person was Michael Wasserman, um, the one that I was telling you about, who's now 58. He's confined to a wheelchair. He's got Down syndrome. And I was like, that is absolutely brilliant. That's what I'm going to do. And so when I, when I decided to do that, I didn't want it to be, like I said earlier, like those charity bibs where I was going to run this race. I was going to do this race for him. And then that was it. Um, I wanted to dedicate every single training workout that I did. I wanted to let him know, Hey, today I, I was able to run a mile without stopping. Hey, today I did this. I did this. And it was because of you, Michael, you pushed me to do this. And so, um, when I did that, right before I did that race, I, I didn't want to stop at that race. So I said, Michael, I'm going to do other races as well. Everything that I'm going to do, everything that I'm going to train for all those miles that I put in, they're going to be for you. And so, um, the group got started when, uh, one of my best friends, uh, rest her soul. She, she passed away. Um, she was the road, the program director for a local Christian station. And she was the one that voluntold me I was running this race. I told her that I was doing it for Michael and she thought, she said, we're going on the radio. I was like that. Okay. 
you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm used to being, being on air, being a former reporter and whatnot. And, and so right before we went on air, I asked her, I said, do you, do you think other people would want to do this? You know, because it, it's, it makes me feel really, really good doing this. And she goes, I guarantee you other people will want to do this. And so right then and there, I decided to create the group. I created the group. My goal, my, my big time goal was to get 500 members. I knew that I could get a hundred members because I think at that time I had like 400 friends on Facebook and I was like, I can get a hundred of those people to join this group. Um, but I would have been over the, over the moon if I would have gotten 500. Um, before the year was over, we were at 17,000. Um, right now we're sitting at, um, we're sitting at about 39,000. Um, we topped off at, uh, I believe like 44,000, but if the runners were having to wait almost two years to be matched because the message just wasn't getting shared, um, by parents and, uh, of people with special needs. And, and so the runners were having to wait for a year and a half, two years. So they were just, they were like, okay, I, I'm just not going to wait anymore. Or something came up to where they couldn't do it anymore. So they were dropping. So we've kind of leveled off at 39,000. Um, but like, I, I never, ever thought that the group would get this big. And I never thought that I'd be getting the attention that, that I, and, and I say me and, and I don't want to sound, um, narcissistic or selfish. Um, I, I got lucky with an idea. That's all it was. Um, and if it wasn't for the volunteers that I have in place, they're the ones that make the great, the, the, um, group amazing. Um, I, when I first started it, I did all the matching. I did all the rematches. I did everything. Um, but it got, got to be a point where it was getting to be too much for me to do. So I enlisted some volunteers. Um, and I remember, I remember the joy that I would get making the matches myself and I wanted other people to be able to feel what that was like. So I, I relinquished the best part to, to volunteer so they can see what that's like. But yeah, like here we are, uh, almost eight years later, uh, you've been in it for a long time. Um, but here we are, uh, 39,000 people. Which is amazing. And, and a couple, I don't remember when it was a couple years ago, Facebook recognizes the group with you, with you in the group because of how many people, how fast it grew. Is that right? Yes. Um, the the executive producer for uh at that time it was called facebook stories now it's called community or community stories um she reached out to me because she she did she had seen the group before and she went in and she absolutely loved the group to this day she still says that this story is the her favorite one um you know it's, it's like i don't know if you know how media works Um, but typically it's like the smaller media will pick up on it. And then the bigger media will see this and go, Oh, we want to do this story. So the first media that ever picked up on it was my best friend, Carrie from the Christian station. The second media that picked up on it was USA today. So it just like instantly, like we got national coverage and, um, you know, like you said, Facebook community, stories did it. We had, we had over a million views in a week. Um, and then we've been in, we were featured in runner's world. 
uh, I run for is in the same magazine as um, Kevin Hart. So that's pretty cool because he ran a marathon and they did a story on him. Uh, he got the cover. And I, I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because he's famous or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I run for got a longer feature. Uh, he had two pages in, in the magazine and I run for had six. So that oh, made me feel wow. pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, like we were just featured in Time Magazine. Um, BBC just did an interview. It hasn't aired yet, um, but that's coming down the pike. Uh, Runner World, Runner's World twice, Self Magazine. It, like we've, we've been so blessed. We've been so lucky. Like I said, all I did was I got lucky with an idea that people bought into. Mm-hmm. And to be able to get that kind of coverage is incredible and it's been completely organic because we've we've never advertised the only thing that we've done is we've asked parents to share but we've never paid for advertising or anything of that nature well i think it's such a profound idea you say you got lucky but you know it's something that came from your heart and i know i hadn't heard about this um, until ashley had actually spoke to me my husband he's actually an ultra runner and he heard about um I run for before. Um, And so, I mean, when you think about running for someone else and the motivation that that gives someone and how it makes them feel that they're accomplishing something that's also, you know, motivating somebody else and making these connections with people that aren't able um, to run themselves. I mean, that's a pretty amazing experience. It makes everything you're doing, all the hard work, it makes it worth it. So, it's a very, it's such a special, such a special thing. And I know, obviously, I have a son um, with disabilities that's not um, capable of running. And just thinking about somebody out there doing something for him like that, that's it's so meaningful. So, And, and that's the thing is, um, it, running, believe it, it, it sounds bad, but running is a really, really selfish sport because you're doing it for yourself. You're doing it for the PR. You're doing it to qualify for Boston. You're doing it for all this stuff. And what, what this idea did was it took yourself out of the, the, I mean, you're still in the equation, obviously, but it gives more meaning to what you're doing when you're out there by yourself running. Um, I, I've typically did the majority of my training runs by myself. Um, but it, it took, it took a lot of me out of it and put somebody else in it. And I'm sure that you can attest that being a parent of a child with special needs, you, you kind of feel like you're locked in a cocoon that people just don't understand or they're too scared to ask. They, they're standoffish because they don't know how to approach. They don't know how to talk to you. Um, they're afraid of offending you or whatever. And so you feel locked in this, this cocoon. And what we did is we, with I Run For, it gave parents an outlet for, for just, you know, being able to connect with people and the runners that, that, and the other athletes that are matched, they don't care that the, I mean, they obviously they care that the the child has (laughs) special needs, but, but they don't let that, right. It's not a barrier. They don't let that define their buddy. Mm -hmm. Um, in, in, some of the most incredible things that I've seen is people flying across the world to meet their buddy. We've, we've had someone from Australia come to the U S we've had somebody from the U S go to Australia. We've had a guy by the name of Chris Wells. He came from the UK 
two or three times to visit his buddy. Um, one of our old volunteers, Dustin Erhart, he flew to the UK. He ran the London Marathon for his buddy, and they met there. Um, I've gone to California to meet Michael twice. You know, and, and when it's, it's amazing when you get to meet your buddy because it's like, it's almost like Christmas morning. Like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you know. We've had, like, I didn't meet Michael until I'd been running, running for him for almost two years. You know, and that's the thing is like, I've, I've had people because we don't, we don't allow people to match themselves mm -hmm. because we like to keep it that organic way. Because if, if you're matched with somebody, you know, they already know what's going on in your life. Mm -hmm. If you're matched with somebody you don't know, you get the opportunity to educate that person. And then the um, awareness is spread hundredfold, you know? Um, so we don't like, I, I never knew Michael. It was all through Facebook. So when people say, well, you matched with Michael, I said, yeah, technically we matched ourselves, but we were the first match. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know him. I didn't technically know him other than Facebook. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, every, every match after that has been, has been organic and it's, it's been uh, people that they didn't know. Which is awesome. I can say on, on my experience, because when I uh, learned from I Run For, it was word of mouth. Um, a friend of mine had joined and um, I was never like, I mean, I, I ran and I did races, but I never really considered myself like a runner. Um, I, I looked for every excuse to not go. <laughs> um, <laughs> but my friend told me about this group and I was like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe this will help get me outside a little bit more. And, um, and I liked the idea behind it. And, um, I, I was on the waiting list, not for very long. I think it was just a couple of months. And, um, I was on my way to go hiking when my email popped up and said I'd been matched. And I was so excited because I was on my way to go somewhere to exercise. And I'm like, yes, this is perfect. <laughs> I, I not only just got my match, but I'll be able to do my, my first hike or run with her. And so I was super excited. And the family that I got matched with, um, and I'm going to try to not cry. <laughs> I don't, I've been trying to fight it back this whole podcast, but, um, they've been such a huge impact on my life. Um, and my life obviously has had a lot of changes and a lot of turns that I don't know if I've um, shared with you, Tim, but, um, when I met my, when I got matched, I was on the side of, of life where I was the runner. I was the one that got to meet this person and, and be, allowed into their life and they've always been super just welcoming to me and I learned so much about um, my little girl and her mom and I, I didn't talk to them before this podcast to be able to share their information so I'm going to hold it back for right now but um, they just have always been there for me and and I really could not have been matched and this is just a blessing with a more perfect family. Like our lives have always lined up from um, what the mom does for a living, where they, where they, not where they live, but what they, actually, I think I can share that part. She owns a, um, a horse therapy program. And oh, wow. uh, I grew up with horses. Not that it's the same thing, but it, at least I knew a little bit about horses. <laughs> right. Um, and, and her daughter is just, 
amazing. Like she's just amazing. She's a beautiful soul. They both are. And um, they were with me when I had my daughter and when she got diagnosed uh, to be terminal, they were standing by me the whole time. And sorry, <laughs> I got to be a part of this group on both sides. I got to be the runner and then I turned around and I got to be the special needs family too. And it's such a unique experience to to do both of those, to have both of those shoes on because you, you then go into I run for and your eyes are opened, not just to a different world, but to your world. And you get to see all these stories and you get to see all these parents, um, uh, sharing with, with these, their new families. And that's what this has been for me. It's been a family and I don't know what I would have done without, um, my, my, my match. <laughs> I keep trying to not say her name, <laughs> um, but it became, a, a. I learned just so much from the mom that I, um, am connected with. And she has become such a huge inspiration in my life. And, the type of mother that I always wanted to be. And she was this perfect um, example. She's just my role model. And, um, and she in turn, and I never got a match for my daughter, which is a little bit of a regret, but I had my family already and, and they were doing things for Angelina. And um, uh, it was just, it was beautiful. And we got to share so much. And I really, so another reason why I wanted you to be on here because so many people don't know about I Run For. When I, and I live in San Diego and like Megan was saying, she had never heard of it before. And in our whole Mido community, they didn't hear about it. And so it was the first thing I said, and I was like, you know, we need to get, I mean, I'm sure I mean, you guys are doing fine on your, on your own. You have over 39,000 people in your group but for the special needs side of it it has made such an impact on my life that i wanted more people to know about it i wanted more special needs families to be involved because it is a beautiful experience and that's the thing is is we need uh more special needs families to be involved um like we still have runners waiting almost a year um so the more that we can get the more buddies that we can get the, the more we can grow those relationships. And, and it's funny because like when you said that the, you and your, your match family, um, it, it's funny because like, especially in today's world with, with all the division that's out there, um, like Michael's mom and I, we couldn't be more different. Um, she, she falls on one political spectrum. I fall on another political spectrum. She falls on one religious spectrum. I fall on a completely opposite religious spectrum spectrum. And we, you know, we just make it work. Um, we try, we try not to talk too much about politics or religion. Um, because we, we know that we, we both, um, fall on different sides, but we make it work every now and then we'll get into a, a little bit of a political discussion, but, um, it, it's mainly to learn more about the other side. And we never, ever, it's like, we never get angry at each other. Um, we, it's, we've just, we've just figured out how to, how to connect even with the differences. 
And um, like, I call Mary my second mom. You know, my, I'm I'm going to be losing my mom soon. She's in the the final stages of Alzheimer's. She's on hospice. Um, and so Mary is like, she fills that role because my mom doesn't recognize who I am anymore. And so like, you know, like, like we don't, Mary and I, we don't talk all the time. I would say probably every couple months we'll, we'll have a little conversation and see how each other's doing and, and whatnot. But you know, like she's there, her and Michael are, are always there. Same with, with her husband, Albert, you know, they're, they're always there. And when you say that it's a family, that's what it is. Yeah. So, okay. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, so how do you actually uh, put together these matches when you have families and with their children or, um, and with other runners, how do you put these matches together? Okay. Are you ready for a really, really extremely scientific answer? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So, so here's how it works. So a buddy will sign up and then they go on our list and then the runners that sign up, they go on a list. And then we, uh, Carol, our matchmaker, she takes the, the names off the list, matches them up, sends out the emails, making sure that they're both still interested. Once that's done, the match is made. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, that was super so, scientific. <laughs> <laughs> Injecting a little humor. Um, that, that's, what, that's all it is, is um, when you sign up, we, we match first come, first serve. Okay. Um, like I said, we never match based on location. We never match. Um, it, if we, we even do rematches. And because not every match works. Um, you, get, you get some matches that where, where their differences are just too great. They can't, they can't um, overlook some of them. Um, or the runner or buddy may like lose interest or whatever, which happens. Um, so we, we do rematches and the rematches, uh, the runners, they don't have to wait on the waiting list again. They go to the front of the line. Um, they're the ones that are matched next. And then we, we keep going that way, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not terribly scientific, but um, it's, it's the, it's the most organic way that we can do it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think it's perfect that way because like I was saying before, I, I might've never been able to meet my family and um, fate just happened. It worked out for us. I mean, like I said, we've been, we've been there for, I think this is our seventh uh, anniversary, um, but it works and it's, it's a beautiful thing to be able to experience. And I think everyone who is a special needs family, this is an important way for you to get your story out and to meet new people who you might not normally be able to meet, especially, especially right now with COVID. I mean, you don't get to go out. I mean, especially, I'm sorry, I can't say that for special needs families. I should say that for, for medically sensitive families. This is another tool for you to be able to meet people and get interaction and, and, um, create friendships and families uh, through the internet, <laughs> obviously. Um, but it's a way for you to get out in a sense, to escape a little bit and, and to meet somebody new. Um, and it's a, it's, I have always loved being in there. I've always loved seeing everybody's posts and pictures and little videos. And um, 
There, there are uh, one specific and very, very important rule for I run for. Um, what's that, Tim? We do not allow any links. Um, so if you post a GoFundMe, it <clears throat> before before Facebook changed some of their group rules, which I'm fortunate enough to have been able to be a part of the community summit where we got to um, come up with some of these rules. Um, the the group rules have helped out a lot because it used to be you post a link, you got removed from the from the group. Period. That was it. Um, now what we we've were able to delete the delete the link. You have keywords, so if any of those keywords pop up, um, we look over the the post, see what it what it's about. If it's a link, we delete it, and they get muted for seven days. So they're not able to comment or anything like that um, because we want our group to stay positive. We want our group to to not be about fundraisers. We want our group to not be about YouTube videos and, and all this other stuff. We want it to be about the relationship um, between the runner and the buddy. Um, we don't allow any negativity in the group. Um, if we if we see some if we see a negative post that gets deleted the the member gets muted. Um, we have been told many many times that our group is a sanctuary for people. That's where they go to feel good, and the reason that they go in there to feel good is because we do not allow any negativity. We do not allow any fundraising posts or any posts of any kind. We don't allow hunting pictures to be posted. Um, I know that a lot of the a lot of the um, children with intellectual disabilities, when they see a dead animal, it's very very traumatic for them. So we don't allow that. Um, we, we just we want it to be the happiest place on Facebook, and we have been we have been um, heralded by Facebook as one of the most inspiring groups on Facebook. And we, we achieve that by making sure that it's a positive place. Yeah. It's a safe zone. Yes. With no links. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I think um, it's important to reiterate that because um, when you, when you see so many stories or, or I'm just going to use GoFundMe as an example, when you see so many stories on GoFundMe, you feel less pressure, you want to help, and you might not always be able to, and, and you want to be able to go into a group and not feel that. You don't want to feel like you, you're con continuously being asked for money. Um, right. And this is, like we were saying, a safe zone. It's, it's, it's a sanctuary. It's where you, it is a pen pal. So don't go in there expecting um, to share your story in the sense of, I, um, of being able to fundraise or anything like that. This is organic. This is a place for you to go and meet people um, and have a buddy and, and extend your family. It's not a place to be asking for things. Right. And, and that's another thing that, that that's one of our very, very hard, hard, fast rules is people are not allowed to ask each other for gifts, for money, anything right. like that. Um, do runners send gifts to their buddies? Absolutely. Um, but that's on their own accord. Um, we have, we have done rematches where the, the, the parent has asked their runner for money and support and nope, sorry. Um, it's sad that 
that it has to be that way. But we, we don't want it to be about gifts. We don't want it to be about money. We want it to be about the connection. And it's funny because like going back to what you're talking about earlier, like you get to learn about the other person's family. You get to learn about um, whatever that special need is. I remember when I first created the group, I was like Wikipedia and Google were like my saviors. Like I, a new, a new diagnosis would pop up. I'm like, what the heck is that? So then I'd Google it. I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. So that's what that is. It, that was like a, a daily basis. I would see this. I'm like, what in the world is that? And I learned so much about all the different um, diagnoses out there that, that people don't, it, it's not in the news. It's not, you know, you, you get somebody that's got a one in a million diagnosis, you know, it's not going to be on the news because it's very, very rare. Um, so it, it's been, it's been an incredible journey of being able to learn and, and see what some of these people are have to go through on a daily basis. And I think that for a parent of a child with special needs, that's an extremely important component of what these relationships are offering for children with special needs is just the awareness. I mean, um, this is a mito podcast and Ashley and I work very hard to spread awareness about mitochondrial disease and pairing up with a runner and having them learn about what your child's disability or disease is. Um, because you know then by word of mouth, they're gonna be talking about it. Um, and that, that is such an important thing because there's so many rare diseases out there that no one's heard of. Um, and that's a very important component of this for special needs parents, which I think you know, would be a draw to bring more special needs parents in. Um, you get an amazing relationship and you're also spreading awareness about what your child or what if it's you yourself um, are battling. And so that's really important. Right. It, and it's, it's funny because like when you go to races, you'll see people with our logo on their shirt and then the name and like that, that's a golden opportunity. People I've, I've had people come up to me, Oh, you run for Michael. What does that mean? And then I say, well, Michael's got down syndrome. And, and so I dedicate my miles. Um, and like it, for me, it's fun when I go to a race and I see other people that are in the group, I'm like, Hey, you run for so-and-so and then they, they tell me about their match and, and it's a great opportunity. It's, it's such an easy way to, to spread awareness um, for everybody because you know, you, you're running like we've got people that'll, that'll uh, write it on their legs. There's been several people with uh, the I run for logo tattooed. Um, I'm one of them. I've got, I've got, I run for Michael tattooed on my leg and, I've seen other people with their tattoos and like, it's, it's a great way to, it, it's, it's a great conversation starter when people see, Oh, you run for who? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you go into it thinking that you're just going to run some miles and do some exercise. And then seven years down the road, <laughs> right? Exactly. You're like, oh wow, this has really expanded my life. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I never, if you would have told me, a year before I quit smoking that I would have run two full, two full marathons, 30 some halves. And I would have, I would have laughed and probably thrown you out the door. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I, it's not anything that I ever thought that I would be doing. And here I am eight years later and, you know, still, still at, I, 
I didn't run a whole lot. I didn't, I didn't run at all this past winter. Um, I injured my leg during softball. Um, but now my leg is better and softball season has started. So now I play softball for Michael. Um, still trying to get into the groove of running. I, I haven't gone out for a run in since last October. Um, but Michael's mom understands. I always let her know, Hey, I hurt my leg and, and whatever. So. Yeah, I think that's, that's I'm sorry, Megan. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's nice that you expand it to other activities too, even though it's, I run for, you know, like you said, you're playing softball for Michael. So if somebody does a different type of activity, it's not necessarily exclusive to running. It's the fact that you're out there doing exercise and devoting you know, what you are doing to them. Exactly. Um, like, I think that's, I think that's part of the draw to it is that you can do any exercise. Like we have the um, United States national inline speed skating team on there. Uh, one of the members um, still does it and she's training for the Olympics in ice speed skating. Wow. Um and like we have weightlifters, we have people doing um, CrossFit, we have any kind of exercise. And I think the biggest reason why there's such a draw to it is you don't have to be a professional athlete. If you ever see me run, you're going to understand that I will never break any land speed records. <laughs> I, may, I may make the ground shake a little bit with every step, but, and, and you know, I've, I think my fastest half marathon was a 218. I've never come close to that because that was my first half marathon. I've never broken that PR. I'm usually right around 245, 250. Um, so it, it's not, you don't have to be fast. You don't have to be great. You don't have to be awesome. All you have to do is just be great and awesome for your buddy. Mm -hmm. Present. Um, what was oh, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I don't know if it picked me up. I said, you just have to be present. Exactly. Exactly. You know, one of the one of the things that we ask is that you post two three times a week on the on the page, and it, you you don't have to run two three times a week. You just have to make contact two three, two, three times a week. Um, we put that number out there because it it's a good way to like just stay in contact. And one of the reasons that we say do it on the group page, some people get matched and then they go off off the page. And so if anything comes up to where they need a rematch, we go onto the page and say, oh, yep, you were right. They haven't been commenting, they haven't been liking, or they haven't been posting or anything like that. If you do it offline or off the group page, we can't monitor, we can't verify that your, your reason for the um, rematch is, is um, credible. Um, so that's, what, that's one of the reasons why we do that. Not only that, when you post on the page, that'll give other people inspiration and to at least for in my case it, it like you well for everybody it like you said it's a sanctuary it's a safe place to go so once you go off of that group you uh, it's not it's not the safe zone anymore and for me and my match we stay in there we thought about branching out and and we have posted on each other's uh, pages before but as in protection for for my match we keep it on the I run for page because it's just safer for her and safer for her family for other external reasons. Right. Um, we've been pretty lucky not to have many trolls come in. Um, we have, we have all of our questions now. And that was one of the things that 
that we got to talk about at the community summit. Like it, that was another great experience. Like Mark Zuckerberg was there and all the main people from Facebook were there and we got to talk to them about how we would like the groups to be changed, what we would like different about them. Um, and we got to, we got to be part of the very first one ever. Um, and I'm trying to remember where I was going with this. Oh, uh, trolls. Like, so now, now we have questions that you have to answer before you can come in. And if you don't answer all three of our questions, we're not letting you in. Um, we used to, we still kind of vet it a little bit by going onto their Facebook page, making sure there isn't any form of hate speech. Um, if, if you have hate speech on your personal page, we're not letting you into the group. Um, we're, that's just, it's not what our group is about. Um, we, we don't allow any kind of political posts. Um, any, like we've got a lot of stuff going on right now in, in, in our current events and we don't allow any of that stuff in. It's not because we don't believe it. We don't, it's not because of anything like that. We don't want any hot button topics in the group. Um, I, I digressed again. Um, but yeah, so like, um, we, we've been pretty lucky not to have trolls, people come in that steal pictures or anything like that. We, the group is a private group. Um, so people can find the group, but then they can see who, who's in the group, but they can't see any posts, anything like that. So they can't just automatically go in there and, and, um, start taking pictures and whatever. Yeah. Which is great. Um, I wanted to talk about that. I run for has a few different um, aspects to it. Now, when I started, I don't know, maybe it was there when I started and I just didn't know, but um, you have a couple of different groups that um, branch off of the I run for Michael group. Um, when I was looking earlier, it was um, like siblings and veterans and um, remembrance. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yes. Um as as the group evolved um people would come to me with suggestions on what they what they would like to have done and um i remember i think the first the first offshoot was our um remembrance group um my best friends in the world josh and yvonne jones um they lost their son to alexander's disease uh so i remember I remember when, when they lost him, I never, I never had the pleasure of being able to meet Nicholas, their son. Um, but I remember when I was talking to Josh and Yvonne, um, I asked Yvonne, I said, would you, would you like to head up this group? And um, she was like, absolutely. So, so we knew that there was a need. And I remember, I remember the day the, the very first buddy passed away and that was, that was very traumatic for me because I'd actually met this, this buddy. Um, he was local to me. And so, um, I didn't anticipate that kind of, I went in blindly and I didn't anticipate the fact that there were going to be buddies that pass away at a very young age. Um, and so I felt that there was a need for, um, the remembrance group. And I remember there was people that were, saying, well, can we do something for the brothers and sisters because, um, because they need inspiration too. And, and at first I was very, very, I, I was against it. Um, 
because I didn't want to detract away from the, the children and adults with special needs because I wanted the focus to be on them. But then I had, I, I had talked to a couple people and we had decided that, yep, we were going to do that because they're the unsung heroes. They're the ones that, that have to stand by because there's so much attention from the parents on the child with special needs that they feel left out. So we created the group for, for them. Um, and it's, it's been, it's been great. We've had a, um, a pretty good response to that. The, the remembrance group has uh, pretty much stalled, um, because people just, they don't want to go to a separate group. They like the main group, um, for, for their match. Um, and then we've got the veterans group. Uh, there's so many, there's so many suicides and there's so many, um, veterans with PTSD, um, they have, they have all this stuff going on. That's not visible to the naked eye. You can look at somebody and not realize that they've got PTSD. You can look at them and not realize that they've got depression or whatever. And it also includes the wounded veterans, the ones that, that have sacrificed, you know, they have sacrificed their, their health, their well being for our freedom. So we felt that it was a, it was a really good idea to um, make a group for them as well. I think that that is, is um, important. I think the way that you guys have branched out, um, I understand the want and the need to keep it at, at how it started with special needs uh, kids or adults. And, um, but I think the way that you guys have branched out is amazing because you're right. Um, the, for siblings, it is hard for them. They don't, they don't get the attention that they would have if they had a neurotypical family. Um, and they do often, I mean, they have to be strong. They have to grow up really quick. And I think having this as an outlet, the person, an extra person to talk to or an extra person to um, talk about their family and, and, and how it's different than, than theirs is important. And um, the, for veterans, it's just a, I run for is now a, a one-stop shop for any type of person that you would want to run for, you know? Right, right. And it's important because there's so many different parts of life that resonate with you, whether it's be, being a veteran or being a special needs family. Um, and I think it's a beautiful thing that you can do that. You have the opportunity to branch out in that way. Um, so I think that that's great that you guys have. And I, I understand it's hard because you want to keep it to the core. You want to keep it to how it started. But if something were to grow and, and flower, I think the way that you guys have done that is, is beautiful and it's perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's like, I've, I grew up pretty close-minded. Um, my father's pretty close-minded, so it, it's a learned behavior. And it took a little bit to convince me to do some of the stuff, but um, I'm glad I did. I'm glad that um, people were persistent enough and um, that they were able to come to me with um, very, very logical and valuable information to open my eyes to, to being um, a little bit more... Um, broadened, I guess. Right. I understand that. And I think also, I, I think that's a great, um, 
rule of thumb for I run for in general too, because of how it expands your knowledge. Um, I mean, you don't know what you don't know, right? I mean, you said you right. were Googling things, trying to figure out what things are. And um, even though it might, it might not have been your match. So being a part of this opens your eyes to the world. It, it, it gives you a whole new world to look into. It does. It gives you a whole new world. Um, especially now with everything going on, it's a very, very positive world. Um, if you want, if you want to be able to feel good, go there, you know, granted we, we have, we have some sad posts on there as well, but, um, it, it, either way, it's, it's still a place of inspiration, especially in these dark times. Yeah. Well, I think even with sad posts, unfortunately, that opens everyone's eyes to, um, a parent's life with a child with disabilities or um, a person with disabilities. Um, I, I haven't been on, unfortunately, which I will be soon. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the reality. That's the reality that parents and families live. And sometimes it's sad, but there's so much you can do, like this program and different things, to make everything meaningful for your child and for someone else. So. Exactly. And, and that's the thing that... Um, that uh, people like me, we we like we like not having sad experiences. Obviously, I think everybody likes having sad experiences. The reality for uh, people like me and and my family is we're a, we're a healthy family, and I, I say that um, not to detract away from people with special needs them not being healthy. Um, I say healthy in a way that like we, we don't have the worries. We don't have any of that stuff that families with special needs have. Um, and we, when we see the sad story, when we see the sad post, it really hits home that good grief. We don't have to deal with this and look what they have to deal with. It's a, for, for people like you, it's a reality for us. It's, it's almost abstract. Um, it's, it's not something near to us. So we have a hard time understanding that you live with that on a daily basis. you live with that fear. We do not. And so this, when, when we lost that first buddy, it really opened my eyes. I was taken by surprise. I was like, Oh, I even, I even questioned why did I start this group? Because I don't want to have to deal with that. And it, and it was very selfish of me because I, I didn't want to have, I had the choice to deal with that or not deal with that. And I think everybody needs to come in and, and, and make that choice to understand that people with fragile children live in fear every day. And the more people that can come in and understand that, the more the understanding is going to be there, the more there's going to be caring, the more there's going to be, a need for inclusion um, because without understanding, we never learn. Well, we always talk about on the podcast how having our special needs child has completely changed our life and made us look at so many different things, appreciate the small things. And I think that's, you know, what getting a buddy can do for that person who doesn't have these fears, who doesn't have 
these different experiences, but it really opens up your eyes to what is important, what's important in your life. Even if you don't have a special needs child, it's just, um, my son was in a program for preschool where he had neurotypical kids and then there were also the special needs kids. And you just saw how much those neurotypical kids learned from those special need kid, needs kids and just the compassion and the different experiences that they would have never had not being around a child with special needs. And I think a program like this is another way to open people's eyes to, you know, looking at yourself, looking what's, at what's important um, and what your blessings are and what you should be thankful for and not worrying about, you know, all these other things. So I think that's uh, an, another amazing aspect of what you're doing. And, and it's funny that you say that because um, I remember it, this is kind of, this is a, I, I'm going on a rabbit hole here. Um, I remember as a kid, I was a wrestler and I was up until I reached a certain age when I, because I'm six foot two and I was really lanky. But when I was younger, I was, I was a really good wrestler. My brother was a wrestler and he taught me everything. And, and so I would go out to these wrestling tournaments as a kid and, and I would, I'd clean house. I'd always come, I'd always be on the top of the podium. And I remember um, one time wrestling this, this kid that had cerebral palsy. And I, I was like, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I was like, I could have, like, I knew that I was going to be able to pin him easily because he just didn't have the dexterity that I had. And I remember, and maybe it was wrong. I don't know, but I remember like taking it really easy on him. Um, I still won, but it, it wasn't, it was like, four to nothing. I made it so that it, but at, at that time, I think I was probably maybe third or fourth, fourth grade, maybe. Um, and I just, I just remember feeling the compassion for him that I didn't want him to be humiliated. And I think that, that going through my life, that's what kind of led me to where I am now is we need to have compassion um, because we just don't understand what everybody goes through, especially this kid here, you know, like I'm sure that he, he went in there and then like, he got, he got pinned a lot. And, um, I just, I just didn't want to, I just didn't want my experience with him to be a negative one. Yeah. And it takes a, it takes a lot of courage to, to do something like that too on both sides. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you'd like to share about I run for or anything that we didn't talk about that you wanted to cover? Not uh, just our website, which is www.whoirunfor.com. So who I run the number four.com. Perfect. And that's where you go to sign up. Okay. And that, that is for, um, is the process pretty easy for someone who's say a runner or a special needs parent? Um, what is I would process? say, I would say, um, probably less than two minutes. Oh, okay. um, maybe five minutes if you're distracted, <laughs> but, but no, it, it's, it's, it's really easy. You just go in there and you click, I'm a runner, I'm a buddy. And then you just sign up. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I hope that, uh, whoever is listening to our podcast right now that you, you do take the opportunity to go look at iron for, um, like Tim just said, it's www who I run for with the number, not the word. 
um, .com, and um, you just go on there to sign up. And if you have any issues, I'm I'm sure that um, there's probably a section where you can ask questions or reach out and see um, if maybe there was something that you didn't understand in signing up. And you can sign up as a runner or you can sign up as um, the special needs family. So uh, if you haven't done so already, please, please, please. It's, it's a beautiful group. It's inspiring. It gets you moving um, and it gets you excited to meet another family, regardless of what side of the spectrum that you are in. Um, and go ahead. And, and I just want to remind everybody that we will never ask you for money. Um, so if you think that you have to pay to, to pay to play, nope, nope, we will never ask you for money. Exactly. This is completely free. It's just a way for you to connect with somebody else. Um, that you might not have had the chance to before, or maybe you'll get really lucky and you guys will be in the same state or even same city, which would be rare, but it does happen. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. <laughs> but I know, I, I know I've already told my story, but just to express how much of a change it, it made for me and, and not knowing how my life was going to unfold from, from being the runner to being a part of a family um, experiencing a special needs family to becoming the special needs family. Um, and, and they were there for me through every single step all the way up until Angie passed away. And we still are, we're, we're amazing friends and, and I love them so much. And, um, I know I can't say her name. I can call her Punky P. That's what I call her. That's my nickname. For her. <laughs> um, but there was a point, um, when I was pregnant that we actually were thinking about naming Angie, my buddy's name. And um, when Angie was, actually Angie wasn't even the name that we had picked out. <laughs> we had a list that we weren't sure. And then when she was born, we were like, nope, nope, she's not any of these names. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so it ended up changing, but, um, but it definitely makes an impact on your life. And it's something you should experience, especially if you have a special need family. Um, um, but yeah, so thank you so, so much for coming on here and talking with us. Yes. Uh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for the opportunity to to share. I run for with with um, the Mito uh, community. You know, it's it's folks like you that that really help. I run for. Um, like I said, I got lucky with an idea that hit home with people. But if it wasn't for folks like you buying into it, um, sharing your stories, we wouldn't be anywhere where we are. So thank you for allowing me to be on your program. Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely um, been a privilege. Good. I'm, I'm glad. Thank you. Um, we appreciate your time. Um, if you're listening in, you are just listening to the Mito podcast. If you have any suggestions, comments, or even any questions about what we talked about today, please reach out. You can message us on Facebook. You can message us on Instagram, or you can email us at mitopodcast at gmail.com. So we love hearing people's suggestions. So send them at us. We do have a couple of things that we're working on to be able to talk about in the future, but um, we appreciate everyone for listening in. And thank you again, Tim, for, for being here with us. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Have a great day. You as well.